Welcome back to another episode of Elephant in the Room podcast. This week we switched it up a little bit. Jimmy and I met up in Philly and met up with another friend to join in to kind of add an extra perspective this week. This was a lot more candid, not planned at all, um, just kind of off the cuff. And you will might actually notice Jimmy didn't even know we were recording for the first few minutes there. If you're just joining us, we are kind of a political commentary and discussion podcast um, covering from each of our perspectives, uh, one of us being a libertarian and the other conservative, uh, Republican, however you want to look at it. Really kind of having discussions, candid conversations about elephant, about the elephant in the room, conversations that uh, often are either muted or not had as much as we think should, should be. And uh, if you're not following us, follow us on Instagram. I still didn't get the Facebook page up, but look out for that coming soon. And let us know how you like this kind of off-the-cuff episode. Enjoy. Yeah. Welcome to Elephant in the Room podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy. And this is who we have here is... got Carl. And we have Big Dog. Big dog. Joking. Aka. We have Aka here, you know. I'm, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> All right, come back. You know, this is going to be a uh, well-discussed show. You know, I wanted to t- talk about something that we were having, you know, a discussion the other day. And, you know, I, it was, you know, um, as we were going into this, Carl called it a social contract. And I just wanted to say that it's not a social contract because nothing's being enforced. There's no agreement. There's no deal or anything. It's just, I would say it's kind of one of those things where it spreads um, unique and exceptional ideas of how to conduct oneself in, in a world of many environments where other people have difficulties communicating with one of another. Uh, you know, growing up in an environment where I didn't know where anyone was from, from all across the world and it's important to engage others you know appropriately and you know with respect as always and 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 it's interesting because you know I don't want to like get people like nerve-wracking about like hey you know I'm bringing PC culture to people or sitting here telling others that they need to be overly considerate about other people's uh, values and ideas but I'm just you know proposing a way of I would say proposing a way of, you know, of, of conduct that's relatively simple. And as a person growing up, I was always taught that etiquette is a common language of respect among other people, considering that if you meet someone you don't know how to communicate with them verbally because you don't speak their language, I feel like being polite and, you know, showing your open-hand um, mentality to others is a welcoming gesture to, uh, among people, you know, you, you may not uh, know. And obviously, you know, there's bad things in the world where there's bad people, rude people, and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm just saying from the front front surface of things, it's always important to, you know, engage yourself the right way. So that's one of the things I want to say about this joke that he, or Carl's joke of him calling it a social contract. I would say it's just a, I would just say that it's a, I would just say that it's just, I would feel like it's something uh, worth thinking about and no enforcement, just some like simple ideas. And, and yeah, I'm being vague about it, but it's just, you know, I feel like having a discussion and talking about things like that could be helpful. I mean, who knows? With, with almost 8 billion people in the world, it's hard to have ideas where everyone could agree on. So, yeah, I would just feel like from the surface, we need a, we need a, um, a way of etiquette towards others, and I feel like people will be better off if people understand the common language, and most people follow it. I like these monologues. That was <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it. I don't even. I'll just like shit. So we gathered in the birthplace of America, Philly, for a constitutional convention. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Like, it's hard to come to resolution considering not everybody wants one thing. Yeah. So people try to use propaganda and other things to influence others to make sure that the one popular idea is pushed all the time. Isn't that how all policies are made? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, going to war is, you know, someone influencing 
somebody else saying, hey, we should go. And then people yeah. are against it. We gotta go help those people. Yeah, but that's not really why we're doing it, though. That's interest. No, of course. I'm just saying it like that's how they would receive it if they were watching the TV. But to go up to someone and say, hey, you know this is propaganda, they're gonna look at you and be like, like what? Like, like either A, what's, like stop telling me stuff that's not true with your little internet theories. Mm-hmm. B, they're gonna be like, come on, like how do you ignore what they're telling you? Like that's really bad. And C, like when you say interest, like it's just it's just too far fetched for them, so they're not gonna understand. And like I understand, you're right. I agree with you. Too far fetched. I'm who? just saying. Just the everyday common person. The everyday common person is mm-hmm. going to believe everything at face value and has no... Well, the reality is, is like, um, like I guess my personal experience is I work with individuals. They get on CNN like three or four times a day, like within like like half a work day. Take it all as gospel. Yeah, and like, you know, they sit there and get, they, like, they literally like look at it. <sighs> Couldn't be- you wouldn't believe what he did today. And I'm just like, oh my God. Who is he in this <laughs> No, I know, but I'm like, and like, I just, it's just really odd because like, for someone, like, someone may like this like strongly, it's just weird. Like, let's see, who do I hate? I hate the devil. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say and be like, oh my God, you wouldn't believe what the devil did today or like something like that. And realistically, I guess, me, if I have to say anything, I really feel bad about how it affects them. That's it. The individual. So, did, yeah. you, did you feel the same when it was made, like mainly directed at Obama, or when when, the what? When the same amount of uh, dislike. Was well, to directed. be honest with you, um, I actually liked Obama mm-hmm. during the time period, and I guess I take it the same way as I take it now with Cheeto Man. I look at it, they're just like, they're just like, oh man, they're just hating on this dude. They're just hating on this dude. And same thing, when I voted for Obama in 2008, I liked him. So when I saw these Fox News and all these other things doing their thing, I was just like, hey. And my source of that was Comedy Central. And, um... You got your news from Comedy Central? Uh, no, 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 I was saying that I get like, like... You'd like, be surprised how many people, you know... From like, like daily uh, shows, uh, yeah, daily shows like comedy sketches. It's like oh, it's lighthearted, but you also get like your real news, and then you just read like the little snippets, you know. And then it's like oh, okay, so I guess this really happened. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I, I was just saying for me, I started doing the whole politics thing in two thousand eight, and it's weird because um, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna read about how they're gonna try to stop Obama from doing good things. Um. Yeah, so, like, at one point, like, when, when I did, like, Obama and whatnot, uh, I would look, just like I said, I would look at all the criticisms they would do, and it would be, like, oh, they're doing this, they're saying that. Like, like, like the 19 won the election, I, I won't say who, but I had an individual tell me that, like, he's not good news, you know, he's the antichrist, but I feel like people say that with uh, everyone that comes along. Mm-hmm. Every new person that comes along, he's yeah. just a new boogeyman, this and that. Because the thing is, after you lose an election... How do you regain influence uh, for the next election or going forward? You have to villainize the person that just recently won. So who do you think got the the worst shake, got more villainized, or comparing the first couple years of Cheeto Man to Obama? Oh, I would need to, like, research because I could, I I can't determine that. Can I I, uh, just... (laughs) Instead of using Cheeto Man, can we, like, either I like call using, him by his I like name using his or, title. or, you know, his title? Uh, Mongol. <laughs> Pres- President Trump. 45. How many nicknames you got for him? Huh? How many nicknames you got for him? Well, I, you know they have the little the Secret Service name? I think his name yeah. is Mongol, so... Mongols is, yeah, Mongol. is Yeah, And I was just like, because I, I, I had no idea about it, so I kind of looked mm-hmm. up the other ones. But anywho. Um, you got pet names for him too? No. Oh. Um, no, I, I really couldn't answer that, but because either way, I will always meet someone that says, 
lost your mind for each direction. But I guess for me personally, um, I guess for me personally, to keep it simple, I would say having multiple channels, including sometimes Fox hating on uh, Trump versus Obama, which is only just Fox News, like just one channel. I would say I would lean towards like more people are disapproving of Trump, but, but that's just my personal opinion. But um, because I feel like the people that criticize Obama, they actually don't have a much of an influence, much of an effect. If you actually like identify whom the people said, they're not really that important. So you're more judging it on impact of the criticism, not volume. Yeah, because okay. like if you have like you know like all the anchors of CNN, like 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 them or not. You know, people people have a high regard that people listen to them. Wolf, wolf Blitzer changes minds. <laughs> Suppose. Yeah. Not Does he still like, have a show? because you listen, yeah, to, okay. you listen to like Anderson Cooper. I mean, he says something, you'd be like, oh. You know, you're not going to be like, oh, that liar Anderson Cooper. You're going to be like, oh, okay, he said that. What's yeah. that other dude's real name? Fre- Fredo? What's his real name? The one that had that whole. I'm not sure. The Italian spat. I'm not sure. Sure. Someone confronted Oh Cuomo Oh yeah uh, Someone confronted him And Oh <laughs> Giuliani No It was like some random reporter Like some Some, some dude Trump, like Trump supporter some, or some activist Some dude said some name Which is like a character Of a movie of, It's like the younger brother In a, a town In family Yeah I guess he's like And he Went off and pretended He's like That's the equivalent Of the n-word to Italians And like the entire internet was like that's literally just like a family term for like little brother, and like, <laughs> like it's not even close to correlate the two. And this is kind of why like these pow- these words with power are kind of scary because if you could sit there and just interpret it something as however you want, you say what it is, then people are gonna like respond to it because if someone's saying they're being hateful or bigoted towards you, you're gonna be like, oh, that piece of crap. But if you find out that they're just like telling you to go like go F yourself or do something like if they're just being disrespectful like I feel like people can misconstrue what's going on nowadays but well there's nothing to misconstrue if it's disrespect in the beginning well what I'm saying is someone could be rude to me I'm not going to say I'm calling them racist that's how you handle the kid <laughs> like, oh, he's racist he, he doesn't like people like me it's like maybe he had a bad day maybe he's just a, re- a rude person I mean whatever he may be but or maybe he is a racist and it's not worth my time engaging with with the idiot anyways. Mm-hmm. So, so it's interesting because, like, I guess, like, in a macroscopic view of things, if you wanted to create an environment where everyone could, like, cooperate with each other and be cool with each other, even, des- like, design a certain uh, ethics, like a way of life of how to conduct each other, like it would be a, a group effort. And the tough thing is, one of the three always lacks, which is the environment, I guess your parents, and I guess your education, like how you learn things. And I feel like with the three combined, if you actually get a fair share and a more appreciable uh, response from all three, I feel like you can actually you know, make things happen where most people, they lack one or the other, and they tend to, uh, things become more difficult for them. In terms of like difficulties of like engaging in life, um, there's no way to like I guess qualify the environment, mm-hmm. you know, because like the environment kind of shapes your family and yourself. I guess I would say like perception of it, like how you perceive it, like mentality and. Because, I mean, like, environment in, a, like, in D.C., for example, is very different than environment in, like, uh, Arkansas. Vermont or Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, You know? So, like, you still have, mm-hmm. like, those three elements, but they come from, like, a different, you know, uh, group. So then they're not necessarily going to always mesh. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily going to help people see things the same way. Absolutely. Because the thing is, is like, um, obviously it's big scale thought police, but but it's just kind of like, I feel like it should be spoken about because if people may have an idea of they, what they could try to aim for, instead of just kind of free thinking it or just going along, like, like, there's people out there, like, you walk around and you smile at them, 
the little smile back and even like say hi or something. Yeah. And there's people. There's other people out there that you smile at them. They're like, the hell can I? Yeah. Like can that. I help you? Was so funny. Like, yeah. So what's, uh, what you're implying is a standardized social contract that there should be a baseline set of terms that individuals abide by. You know, these words, it's such dang- it gives them a dangerous taste. I'm calling it <laughs> what it is. It's like, it's I'm just taking- like, because if someone said, hey, do you ever, did you hear about the social contract? I think it would just, like, I would be upset. I'd be like, what? That's why I'm calling <laughs> it what it is, so you can look at it the way it is. No, no, but I, I, I guess I would say that I'm very happy that it's a very uh, loose thing, and I hope it would be forever it becomes loose, because you don't want enforcement on, like, people being nice to each other. Like, what the heck? Like... That's, that's, that's basically PC culture right there. <laughs> like the city or whatever that's trying to make it illegal to to say the B word? Oh, yeah, you saw that the other day. City or state? I think it was a city. I'll have to pull that up. Or basically, something in Massachusetts, I believe. Yeah, the mayor, whoever it is, is, is pushing to make it a crime to say bitch. And I think the follow-on I heard is they're trying to make a point that it was... An individual, like from the from the town, recommended it, and he, the, they're making an example of it. That every voice needs to be heard and critiqued, mm-hmm. and that by pushing it forward to to a vote is the true true representation representation to show that. So does that mean that, that uh, every single constituent of that town or state <laughs> or city gets to have a say? Right. That's <laughs> no. They're probably. Disproportionately yeah. elected city council. Imagine being like a, a law enforcement officer and we're walking down the street and someone says, Hey, 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 this person down the street has been yelling this word that you recently made illegal. I need you to do something about this. <laughs> well, now we're going to need to install microphones on every street corner yeah. to listen. Kind of like how they do it in China. Yeah, because everyone's yeah. just been yelling that B word every, all over the town. We need to put a stop to this. We're putting just, Jimmy's social contract together. We might as well make a social oh, credit man. score, too. <laughs> no, it's, no, I guess because, um, I guess for me, I see a lot of people that struggle. Like, I've seen people, like, like get into groups of people, like, you know, say things and like, you know, like they'll, they'll, I guess they'll try to be funny or something, and, and like they're not. And and, and I like guess me? no, not <laughs> not that you're a funny guy, but um, <clears throat> you know, and sometimes it's hard for people. So I feel like guidelines can help people, but I would never like enforce it or say anything. I would just say that it, it could be established. But then again, it's kind of like uh, researching books and stuff. You'll find that information anywhere. So so what format do you propose this that you you literally are going down the path if you want to become a philosopher and publish your own your own set well, of, here's the of thing. standards of living. Here's the thing: when, when I was when I was in uh, elementary school, they they gave us a um, a coloring book, and it was basically a "Don't Talk to Strangers" coloring book. We literally colored these pictures and like stapled the book together, and we read it during class. And they said, when you walk home from school or whatnot, whatever, don't talk to strangers. And I just think it's it's interesting because nowadays, today's world, everything's built on strangers. Where you get your Lyft ride, your, you know, I guess like your Airbnbs or like all these other things. It's built on and interacting with people we have no idea about. Most and social media. And it's interesting because it, it gives a new dynamic to how we approach individuals. And you would think in more platforms with more engagement with people to people, you would think you'd be better off with people just... I guess jump the gun when they see something they're not more familiar with, and then you know that's where people get questionable ideas. I guess, I guess you could say, you know, miscommunication basically. But what yeah, I, I, I think uh, don't talk to strangers should be there. Should be like a little caveat. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not to say well, I'll just, just no, give no. an example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Social, but, <laughs> social contract is done on the first bullet point. <laughs> no, no, no I, I would never be for it. I'm um, just saying that I just feel like the idea should be present. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Because, I mean, like, even with kids, it's like, yeah, don't talk to strangers. Mm-hmm. But then if you take that to heart, like, as yeah, you yeah, grow yeah. up, then you're like, oh, I don't, want to, I don't know you, so I don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it kind of creates a um, socially uh, awkward human you know? okay. and um, 
Yeah, I don't know how you go about fixing that, but that's something. No, no, it's it's no, because yeah. it's pretty funny because it's like um, it's interesting because like you go to the bar and mm-hmm. like you'll say something to your buddy, and the bartender or someone like nearby will just chime in, and you know, like like ninety eight percent of the time I've seen it, like yeah. everyone's super happy to hear it or they're cool. With it. They'll even jump in and be like, "Hey," right. you know? and I think that's that's interesting, and I do agree because you always have to. Uh, Take in regard the extremities of like, you know, where you're going with it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Because like literally, like the pictures, like that I was coloring, it was literally like a wolf, <laughs> like <laughs> a wolf, you know, like in the car, like hey, hey, and, you know, the kids, you know, walk with his backpack, whatnot, whatever. But um, it, it is interesting because like I did receive some of those things like in when I was in elementary school, like kind of like preventive behavior measures, I guess you could say, and. Um, I guess I, I would. I mean, obviously, I'm sitting here advocating for it. I just feel like it was very helpful to me. But I do, I do always take uh, in regard what you would say that, like, now you're telling people, people like most people are hostile because right. you're presenting this idea that everyone's a damn werewolf, yeah, or a serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So, uh, so what is the minimum score, the minimum social score to, to interact with each other? I'm not going there What's because I'm not going there because when you throw in comparisons, then then there's just going to be people doing terrible things and people trying to like cheat everything and and and, and it's not it's not going to be something where it's helping people anymore. It's going to be something where uh, certain people benefit and others don't. So when you mm-hmm. when you'd like to preach one of your favorite things is know your worth. Mm-hmm. To know your worth, you need to be able to quantify something. You need an yeah. obje- ob- objective means of so of quantifying. So, so why not a, a social credit score? It's, quant- it's quantifying it. How I else think, are you going to know think, your worth? I think we have enough things out there that can <laughs> determine if we can advance in certain things or not. I don't think having a social score is something that... Because here's the thing. Think about the people who may not benefit from the social score. Why are they Why are they supposed to suffer from not benefiting with social score? Well, it's like saying uh, some people don't benefit from, you know, uh, like work. Uh-huh. Like, they may have, like, either, uh, like, health reasons or whatever. But, you know... Money is still beneficial to the masses, and they sometimes get some of it, but they don't benefit from it most of the time because they can't, you know, attain it. But it's still something that needs to be out there for everyone to be able to use. So you're saying that if, um, like, a person that cannot work, if they have a good uh, social score, then they can benefit? No, uh, you're saying... Um, I, I, I just feel like it's one more thing to include mm-hmm. in an already complicated world where we're being just like judged on a number of how we do something. Another means. It's of just another one. It's people just, control. Yeah, it's not like anything like like we need it or we don't need it. It's just another thing. So I feel like it's a bad one. Unless you, just, unless you want to argue that it's not people over overseeing it and it's some robot overlord, <laughs> and even that's. No, I would never go in that direction. So what's your ideal, I guess, government size, if there is such a thing? I mean, the government size, you mean like, so like, like as, layers, like um, within, or so like, uh, uh, people, like, like size? Yeah, like all those things. Because I was going to say, I don't know how many people are in the uh, House of Representatives. Isn't it like 400 or something? Uh, I think it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I guess, I wouldn't know what statistics or what attributes I would pull up to say that, like, it, it is bigger. Well, or more. at least as far as, like, uh, when people talk about, uh, so when conservatives are like, yeah, government's too big. Like, I, I always find it interesting, because I don't really understand, you know, what they mean by that. Uh, okay. Uh, but it's usually, like, congressmen. I guess the reason like, why people say things like that is because mm-hmm. um, if people put n- new legislation, which is supposed to, like, reassure the safety of other people, it's kind of one of those things you really can't go back because, um, because, um, 
Because once they do that, it's kind of like, all right, you know, this is set in stone, and if you try to take it away, you're kind of like being disregard of people who've been affected by actions prior to the law being affected. I'm not following you on that. You, you don't know what I mean? You don't know... I don't know what you mean. Like, um... Like, for example, let's say, um... Let's say... Yeah, I don't want to use guns, but let's see. You can go ahead and use guns. I'll use... Okay, I'll use knives. Okay. <laughs> so let's say... Let's say, like... There's like a like a 30-40% increase of knife attacks in... I guess a city or a country or whatever. And... What period of time? I guess we'll just say now. Just, you know, just, just an example. Like year over year? Yeah. Okay. For the last, like, five, ten years or something. Okay. And then they said something like, oh, yeah, you know, you're not allowed to have knives, you know, only okay. in, within your household and stuff like that. So we're in United Kingdom? Yeah. So, so when they tell you to do that, and let's say you defend yourself with a knife or whatever, you might get in trouble, right? If, so that... If, if it was an assault knife or illegally purchased... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unregistered yeah. knife. Yeah. So... So, so basically, with that, they're sitting here saying that they want to like prevent bad people from having it, but instead, like the good people get affected, right? That's what people say. That's what people assume, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that if they push for something like that, I don't think there's what would need to happen in order for um, legislation to be lifted that they take that law out. Like, what would need to be done in order to take that life that knife law? If it's been established for the reassurance or the safety of other people, uh, it would take members of Congress signing another mm-hmm. bill. Because I, like, I guess for me personally, I would say that I don't really know too much historical context or examples where they've went really strict mm-hmm. and then they push back a little bit. I don't know too many. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know band. if that's mm-hmm. like historically accurate, but the way I think about it is mm-hmm. uh, like Wild West, you know, like back in the day, like mm-hmm. some settlers and everything. A lot of them had guns and they used it and then when they went to towns, they still had them with them. But mm-hmm. then at some point, because, you know, bar fights and people just shot each other, like towns were like, you know what, we don't care that you have guns, but when you come in town, do not have the guns with you. Uh-huh. And then that became a thing and then I want to say Maybe in like the 70s mm-hmm. or maybe 80s, um, the gun lobby uh, decided, oh no, they're trying to take our guns away mm-hmm. again. And then, like, that became a whole thing. And then the Supreme Court got involved, and it was like, all right, Second Amendment, you know, we're reinforcing you. <laughs> so it's, it's not to say that, you know, guns weren't allowed, like, Mm-hmm. I don't think Democrats are trying to take your guns away. It's just they're trying to. Some are. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Because I was gonna say like the battles of mm-hmm. yeah. Because because um, it does. Which I don't necessarily agree with. But uh, <laughs> no, but um, because yeah, I was gonna say that uh, usually the ones that say they want to take them are the ones you always hear about. How yeah. do we get here from the size of government? Let us let us make full circle. Full circle. Because to um, your question is like, how do you how do you quantify? Mm-hmm. To me, that's a hundred percent dollars, taxes, and spending. Like you can look at the scope and number of programs and number of federal agencies and employees yeah. and all that, but quantifying it, all of that comes down to dollars and budgets. Right. But so, like, if we go by that, let's say you know um, whatever it is that we're spending right now, they're like, yeah, government's too big, but then. Trillion and a like year. most like conservatives, they're like, no, we need more in the military or whatever. So if all they do is cut some programs and then transfer that money to the military, then is it really shrinking the oh, size of government? That's, that's where the hypocrisy. I definitely right. agree with that. So a majority, it's all a talking point, and look at current current state, and a lot of the the Trump fans defend, oh, he's boosting the military, increasing defense spending, and all this. And the same time, they're pushing for, oh, we need to, we need a balanced budget in this, but nobody gives two shits about it. They I care about everything else. 
I think it's very interesting how both sides can relatively find things easily on the internet to, you know, prove hypocrisy and other things. So that's kind of why it it creates this threshold of like debate where people like look at each other and just like, oh man, this guy is so wrong, and vice versa for the other person. Might that be because they're both full of shit and hip, hip, hypocritical and? Yeah, because anyone who disagrees with that statement is, it's just tough because it's like. When you hear that, when you hear that, it's like, should I continue talking to them? But I guess give them a shot. But you have, you do have to accept that they're both full of shit. But yeah, but, um, but to answer your question about um, size of government, I guess Carl's answer is a good one because that ultimately is the defining one. But like thousands of micro conversations about programs, expenditures, and. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole idea of, like, I guess, as uh, look at it as a ge- geographical standpoint, you select one person for, like, a large piece of area within, like, I guess the state or the county, whatever you want to say. And let's say Maryland, like, how many people do they deserve to get versus, like, I guess, uh, like, Oklahoma or something. And Oklahoma may have a certain way of, like, I guess what I would say is... Um, maybe population or something like that. But I I honestly couldn't tell you. I couldn't give you a good answer. Well, those are two different conversations. So yeah. size is in the, the representation. Yeah, yeah. Like the ratio of representation to mm-hmm. the function and role of government. And generally the interpretation of the conservative talking point of smaller government is the function and role. Yeah, because... But I think most of it's hypocritical that it's, like you're saying... No, it's very difficult because... M- <clears throat> shell game. Yeah, because, like, um, like, I guess, like, for example, in Maryland, they, um, they have traffic cameras. So, you know, they voted that the traffic cameras and the money that they received from those uh, bills, I believe, are going to go to, uh, I think, schools or something. I believe. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I don't know. I don't think I would ever live to see a day where legislation votes on removing those traffic cameras. I mean, maybe I'm naive or something, but I just feel like with that in place, I don't think we can go back and say we can get these cameras out. San Diego did it. A good reason for it. Yeah, but the reason would be good enough because I feel like uh, you can't say that though. What's that? That it wouldn't be good enough. You don't know. I mean. Well, not like it wouldn't be good enough. I just feel like, I just don't think it would, there's no way they would remove them. I feel like. San Diego did it several years ago. Oh, they did? Um, I, I'd have to double check the exact thing, but I think it was a, it was a initiative that got <laughs> pushed after the, uh, the budget and the expense. Basically, the, the data came out that they were costing the taxpayers more than they were, more than the revenue that they were bringing in. And then it just, what overall, you talking overall about? inefficiency. You said it was it was it was costing the taxpayers more money than they were receiving. I believe so. That's so, what do you mean, like, com- what compared to what again? If it costs five hundred dollars a month for one camera to operate, and that camera brings in two hundred fifty in revenue per month, oh, okay, then perfect. it's a net loss to the taxpayers. Yeah. And never mind that they're okay. basically voting to. No, and I'm I'm glad to bring to this up. Themselves for I'm glad to bring these up, and like you guys have some like like uh, information where like that's been happening because the reality I don't see it too much so oh yeah I think it would be the minority that you can undo like it's <laughs> once you give once you give freedom or power away right. it's yeah because that's my point but I'm not sitting here saying that like yeah and and that's kind of what I was trying to say like to me when he said the government that's what I thought he was mentioning like I guess more rules like more laws and rules and regulations. That's yeah. another way to measure too. Yeah, like the that's what I was thinking. maybe not when he first asked it. it that's what I thought he meant. Like, is too many laws or too many rules bad thing or like you know not you know not a good thing? And that's how I was going to approach it too. And then I start. And then I got lost and started thinking about uh, geography and how many people represent who. And then he said economically, which is interesting too. So those are three ideas that you may want to consider. That's, you know, 
Pipe, my, a pipe I, dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's like small government, but effective. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> Reduce it as small as you can until it's gone, and then build it, like, abolish and then build it back up. Uh, Let it grow, and then abolish it every <laughs> I mean, if, if they, let's say... I don't think anarchy is a very populist no. concept. <laughs> let's say, like, a... Um, like a... Um, Alright, let's say the the water of a state. Like, let's say we'll name a random state. Idaho water. Mm-hmm. Let's say they were like, okay, we're going to do a project where we clean all the pipes. And they clean all the pipes. All the water's tested a hundred percent. Like literally, there's no issues. Doesn't that mean that they, it's possible they may get defunded because they don't really need the money to fix anything, considering that everything is going well? Uh, no, because you still need to make sure it doesn't get contaminated and it gets cleaned out every so often. It probably won't be as much money as before. Which is how it should be. You're not just supposed to throw money at something and just, you know, like, hey, you know, I want to buy a car. Well, here's some money for a car. And then you pay off your car, and then it's like, okay, well, now that you paid off your car, that's it. You can't do maintenance, and you can't do this, so I'm not going to give you any more money because all I wanted to do was pay for your car, for you to pay off your car. So you would still get some money. It wouldn't be as much but it would be enough so that uh, the water stays clean, the water, uh, the pipes still get cleaned. Um, it, it becomes a slippery slope because it just seems like um, if there's prolonged issues. Then I feel like they'll, the chances are they'll probably more, they'll probably get more funding because they need, they need to take care of these issues. But that car example in government or the water example in government terms is a committee is put together to review the options right. of cars and they're each paid for their time so exactly. they take their sweet time right. and then they hire a consultant to present on the benefits of various different cars uh-huh. and then they create a new agency to discuss the safety considerations of the car and then another one to review the the environmental impact of said car and then they need another commission to assess the safety of the road before the car can be put on it and before you <laughs> and it's like you start small and then you keep expanding 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 when is it necessary possibly but should it be the way it is no I what you're saying. <laughs> and because yeah, i guess for me i look i i i have the same idea in my head i just kind of look at it as um like i guess for me another layer another layer of expansion as you guys were mentioning it earlier like usually comes from tragedy or something that is like it comes from like possibly like fear bombing or something mm-hmm. where they're using something that that they can be extraordinary about which is like someone's life and then to be like hey we need to do this of course no one's going to say no they're going to be like alright I got to pay more or we'll you know we'll take care of this extra layer you know and I don't know I just feel like um I feel like um, it's going to always keep growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's kind of also what I was trying to say before, how, like, as soon as we keep going, it's like it's never going to go backwards. So you're for the layers or against Are you you're for the layers or against the layers? Um, I feel like uh, it's be, it'll be very difficult to go against the layers because there would be a lot of revamp ethically and morally with a lot of the people that are currently in there like we're like from like a simple like office organization to like I guess even like up top and there's always going to be people that like have a way of life or a way of how to go about it and you're never going to like even if a new boss comes over and is like hey you need to yeah, I, I find it interesting that yeah. <laughs> I'm more of the liberal and you're more of the conservative mm-hmm. but <laughs> we have like very opposite views of, I guess, uh, how government is <laughs> structured. Uh-huh. Like, I'm obviously uh, advocating for more effective and smaller, and you're like, well, you know, 
larger because of different viewpoints. That's like a very liberal, you know. Point oh of no, view. I'm just I'm, I'm kind of trying. I'm trying to describe like how it is now. But of course, I'm of course I'm for the smaller, more simple way of doing things. So you're just ex- accepting the existence. You're saying it's. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm trying to make it relatable to myself to how I see like to how to like how to understand it like I like I'm not too much of a big fan but I feel like the complexity the complexity uh, the complexity yeah complexity is um, it doesn't like affect me too much I just yeah and and, and and it is because yeah, uh, what's that <laughs> it pisses me off yeah like give me an example. That, that example of just the layers and layers and the self mm-hmm. the self interest and self preservation of as soon as you create an organization and in this in this in this case government you've got power tied to that so it's not just a mission but now you've got power you've got the self interest and now instead of uh, organization or a or whatever it is having a very refined set of of goals and scope it expands over time. There's self-preservation involved, which means budgets continue to balloon, like your example. Mm-hmm. If if it's needed, it's not proportional to the need. It's an ever-growing, like you, almost any government organization or program is never, is, is ever going to shrink below a base year budget. It's always going to at least maintain a base year. And if anything, continue to ask for growth. Yeah. And the, between the, the selfishness and self-preservation of the individual and the organization, it's 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 flawed as long as you got people in power involved. It's one of the reasons why people are like, yeah, government is so corrupt, mm-hmm. which it is. But that's true. At the same time, like, government is supposed to be there to do like a specific. So, like, think of it as um, like a local uh, government. They show up like uh, for your county or whatever. Okay. Um, they show up like once every two or three months. Decide on a few different like rules or laws, um, enact them, and then they go do whatever. <laughs> okay. Some, some, many yeah. are just corrupt and <laughs> right. Um, but like that's kind of how I think it not necessarily should be, but like it's small. They come in, they they're like, all right, these are the points that we need to focus on. Let's work on that. Recess. Mm-hmm. Work on it, and then if there are like any. Like changes that need to be made the next time they meet, boom. As opposed to, all right, well, here's the money for everything and all the little things. And then, you know, if there's some leftover, don't say that there's any leftover. When we show up again, let's ask for either the same amount or more. Okay. Um, so I was going to say, like, um, when it comes to creating appropriate checks and balances systems, how, how do we, like, uphold uh, politicians if they are being corrupt or bad? And, like, I mean, obviously the determination is voting at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, there's individuals who um, are currently in office. They, you know, maybe they have their hand in the cookie jar or there's something going on with them. Uh, how do you... The news. The, what's that? The news. So, so you... The <clears throat> basically... Um, Whenever there are, like people don't report on whatever deals congressmen or like elected officials do, mm-hmm. they get a lot more freedom to be corrupt. So, so what if it's uh, def- the topic is defense and the corruption is lawmaker X, Y, and Z have investments in Lockheed Martin and they sign a new defense bill that gives Lockheed Martin twice the size of the contract. And then Lockheed Martin is the major, major sponsor and major the, advertiser right. of the news network, and that's the exact existing crony, right. cronyism but, I mean, that exists. Like that, that goes back to the point. So um, you definitely want like a news outlet that's actually reporting everything, regardless of. If, now to find that, that's you know very difficult. Mm-hmm. But there are like independent you know writers out there. Some of them, we don't know if it's the truth because, <laughs> like, they're on their own. And, you know, the other, like, uh, the ones that are backed by those Lockheed Martins or whatever have a lot more influence. So you kind of have to sift through and then, or get lucky. And all that comes down to the 
the role of the individual to discern right. truth, truth from fiction. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying, like the check and balances uh, system where like, like how do we like determine it? And because like, I was kind of going to say the same thing he just said, but yeah, it's just tough because like all these news people actually, just like I was saying uh, to Carl, um, like kind of like NASCAR where they have like certain companies that they sponsor and it's mm-hmm. And it'd be kind of helpful if they did wear them, but it's not like that, so. <laughs> and, um... You need a lot more fabric. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um... Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because with all that being, like, surfacing... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does... It does complicate a lot of things for people. And I do understand where the complexity is really bad. So, like, um... NPR, every once in a while, they'll start talking about something... Um, mm-hmm. Like for example, like Facebook uh, recently, and everything that uh, selling people's information and like whatever. Okay. And then at the end of like their segment, they'll be like, "Oh, by the way, uh, we are sponsored by Facebook." <laughs> um, so like I, I find that interesting, but at the same time, because they are sponsored, they talk about it for like a finite amount of time, uh-huh. and they don't go too in depth. Yeah, but they're like, no, we just want to make sure that you're aware of what's happening, but also um, that they are backing us financially. So make that whatever you want and, you know, move it's like, on. <laughs> it's like WAPO is never going to do a hit piece on Amazon. Because right. It looks similar, it's like similar, like, I think, like, like, Jack Dorsey doing the Joe Rogan podcast, where, like, they kind of, like, you know, support him. And they had him on, you know, regarding, like, censorship and stuff like that. And, um, that is interesting. But I think it's very healthy to, uh, talk about the, um, the grayscale of these things. Um, I appreciate your feedback. Um, no, because, you know, no, because it's, it's, going to these it's a modes big deal. Of, like, you're talking like a politician giving a... Right. An acceptance no, it's, it's speech. Or maybe this is the uh, it's a good deal. <laughs> the Jimmy Ted talk. <laughs> Jimmy Ted, no, not even. Um, no, it's a good deal because um, I always appreciate because he he actually asks good questions where it tests your idea, and it is tough because I'm describing things, but I'm not saying like that's my preference. I'm just saying like that's just like like what what it's trying to go towards. All I got Trust was, me, I don't really agree too much, but I do understand it. All but I got I, was Akka making a point for anarchy and a, abolishing the federal government. That's what I took. <laughs> that is not where I was yeah, going. I got it. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, it's like everyone's like... like all, all I got was the highest level of organization you want is a city level and a collective, <laughs> collective group of... Of, um, of local city elected officials and nothing. That, that was just an example. <laughs> <laughs> like I want. I'm gonna uh, take it out of context. <laughs> like pretty much, I want less of the. I guess as politicians say, pork barrel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like no. Here's a bill to clean the water. I don't want. Okay, well, in that bill to clean the water, uh, we need to give, like, tax exemptions to Shell because they're, like, <laughs> helping, you know, the community with, you know, I guess cleaning, like, a quarter of the pipes that we're supposed to clean, you mm-hmm. know, and, like, we need to give, you know, uh, like, um, freedom to, like, whichever business that wants to come in to, like, build. It's like, no, like, this is for the water, like, just... Put out the bill for water now. If you want to do one for a shell and like all those things, then work on that separately. But like focus on one thing, get it passed, and if there are any issues, then go ahead and revisit and then fix it that way. But don't like present one thing and then like add all these other layers just to, you know, basically the fine print. Yeah, imagine, imagine voting for someone in like like a particular election cycle, you let someone in, you know, they told you that they were going to do this deal. They're going to make the deal. Mm-hmm. And then when the deal happens in, like, several months after you voted, and the term of conditions is not to, like, how you see fit. Yeah. Like Obama. Yeah. Okay. And, um, but the, the the reality of it is, like, very, it's a very low percentage where, like, people, like, protest. And, like, it actually won't get it done. 
like they they'll stop it or they'll renegotiate because mm-hmm. usually they'll say a little bit what the deal is but there's probably some under the table stuff as well yeah and, that's, and right and that's why I'm saying you know yeah. I'd rather whatever it is that you're like putting out just do that now the yeah. stuff under a table you can do it at another point yeah. but you know get the main thing out first and then if there's any other things that you wanted to add then go about trying to add those so that we know and if we approve good because we do pay you after all <laughs> you know that comes back to everybody being on the same page and it's a idealistic viewpoint and how, right. I mean, how to get to that is the the argument is it'd be great if everyone's above board and ethical and simplistic but but also you know there are some things that I want that I know I probably won't get but if I get, <laughs> let's say, you know, like, uh, <laughs> the three of us want something, and mm-hmm. it's completely different, right? So, let's say... This You're walking right into the free market argument. <laughs> like... True free market? We all want something different, we can all have something different, as long as you're not <laughs> violating somebody else's rights. No government needs... No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. If I can get part of what I want, and then mm-hmm. he can get part, you can get part. Depending on what I want more focus on, you know, then that'll work for me. I won't be, like, really happy about it, but, you know, there is something done, and then maybe at a later date we can come back and revisit the other parts that I wanted, and the same for you guys. So it's um, a government that works for everyone, as opposed to just you because you have a deeper pocket than I do. I think what you hit on is exactly what turns into pork. So if you have, you want X, you want Y, you want Z, and each person gets half of each of those, and then a year later you get the other half, then it's no different than getting everyone getting the whole thing. In theory, obviously it's a different timeline in terms right. or whatever, but that's exactly like the compromise in that case just ends up with the same right, but outcome. Like the, the, the thing with I, I guess um, my point would be like it would be up front like there's no uh, it's like alright here's a bill here are the like major things that we're going to do clear and simple right but uh, transparency as opposed to um, like a lot of uh, backdoor you know fine print type deals because okay. at, at that point you know let's say uh like the majority of constituents are like, nah, this is not something we want. We, you know, like, even though like part of it already passed, we do not want to keep going with the rest. So then the rest doesn't get passed. And that comes back to the idealism part that it would require literally everyone to be a statesman. And I, and that, that shift from, like you were saying, it's extremely difficult to walk something back as soon as you have such widespread corruption and cronyism without an absolute abolishment or completely clean slate it's nearly impossible to make that shift I don't think you necessarily need a complete abolishment though or like a you need something extreme to go from widespread corruption to to statesmen and and, uh, transparency you just need a new generation that's not uh, <laughs> have more hope than me that one by one new new blood can can uh, change culture. I mean, isn't that how generations change? It's uh, the theory of it, at least. Yeah. How do generations change? You know, like the uh, so your parents started doing so, or your grandparents started one way, then your parents saw what your grandparents did, and they're like, you know what, we can either improve or go a different route, and then that happens, and then you're like, oh, well, you know, they did this, well, I want to go this way, and, you know, we evolved that way. I agree. But when it comes to government, I think it's more of a compounding than a, addition, than a subtraction gain or a, or a modification gain. It's all addition, addition, addition. <laughs> no, because, like, yeah, because, like, we were discussing earlier about, like, how we keep pushing more legislation. And and Howell's saying that like it's hard to push back. I'm pretty sure it can be done. There's probably good efforts around the world that ha- it has been done. It's just tough because when certain individuals get their hand in a cookie jar, 
from these deals, it just seems like it'll be very, very difficult to scale back. And that's kind of what I was just mentioning. And it is, I mean, obviously it's not a good thing because it only benefits selected few. But it's, it's just tough because we as humans have that ability to have greed. greed. As long as that exists, it's just, it's like you always have to have a watchful eye on everyone. And that's what I try to mention with like check analysis. That's not just humans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Politicians, too. <laughs> <laughs> not even a different breed, different species. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I hope they don't take me too seriously when I say that. I'm just like, uh, nah, but, um, yeah, yeah, these guys are like, it's crazy because, like, as soon as they, like, they have, like, an angry, like, citizen, they'll, like, come up to them and be like, hey, you're not doing enough for certain people. It's funny because it's like almost like insert message one and then they tell you a message how like they understand them and they're trying everything they can and they give you these default messages. And that's, just, and that's the thing that gets like people like riled up sometimes. Thank you for your feedback. We take every constituent's voice. Exactly. <laughs> seriously. And I will continue to fight for your beliefs. Yeah, because like, you know, you can go up to someone and be like, hey, did you realize that within our city... X, Y, and Z, no one's going to be like, oh, that's fascinating. I can't wait to vote for him again. They're just going to be like, all right, I don't care. Or, this doesn't really affect me too much, so whatever. But, funny question. Go uh, ahead. Absolutely. Are representatives supposed to speak for us, or do we allow them to make the best decisions for us? So, is it like we say, we want uh, better schools, and then they're like, okay, we're going to go in the Senate floor and say we want better schools. Or is it, they're like, well, we probably need better schools, but we need, like, better social program, like, uh, police, like, I guess, uh, reinforcements in, like, our town or state. So... You're saying, like, if a representative represents population and a yes or no decision needs to be made, are they pulling their population mm -hmm. to get a yes or no, or are or they leaving they, it to their judgment? Yes. It's the mirage of A and the reality of B. Right. Because yeah, I was going to say, I like a little bit of both, but at the same time, um, I, think, I think it should be up to the citizens that, like, maybe organize something or... Probably he has like a monthly or weekly town meeting or something where people can come and talk about it. But I will admit, I'm pretty sure there's many individuals who don't attend those kind of things and don't really know like sometimes what's going on. So, All right, so would you rather have them represent you directly or represent, I guess, the mass and make their own judgment? Oh, like. Like letting the so, voting power between the person that's elected versus the people themselves. Mm -hmm. So if we're like, no, we want you to impeach Trump, mm -hmm. and then and then like all everyone voted, yeah, <laughs> and then so but like he know like let's say he knows that if he does that, then there's like funding for our town on like some of the things that we enjoy that would be cut. Like that's just an extreme example. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm right. trying to follow. So, so then he's like, well, this is what they want, but if I do that, then it's going to have repercussions for them. Mm -hmm. So then do I just ignore them and make the best decisions so that we can keep those, you know, like perks, I guess, mm -hmm. <laughs> or like funding or whatever, or do I just represent them the way they want to be represented and screw like their well-being in the long term? So it's like short term versus long term, but at the same time, it's uh, the masses' opinion versus the person we elected to represent us. So are they representing us? Like, do we give them the power to just do whatever, or do we say, okay, you're our puppet? So I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I'm torn because because one half of me is like, I like elected officials because. These guys are, like, they spend a lot of time, or supposedly spend their time, um, acknowledging themselves of these pre-existing conditions of why they may need to do something in terms of lawmaking or law approval or whatever. 
but the other half of me is kind of like, if we're really not about it, I feel like we should be voiced in our opinion, but it does kind of dissolve the taste of it because, like, someone that has no idea about the situation can cancel me out. <laughs> they don't even care. They're just like, all right. And, um, it's, yeah, it's, I, it's hard because, just like I said, I was torn, I'm torn before both of them. I would love to represent myself. But there's people out there that are voting that don't even know what's going on. So it's like, are they really eligible to be a vote? And I would say ultimately yes. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say a smarter voter over a dumber voter is a more important voter. I think that's very difficult. It's a slippery slope to go to as well. So I guess I would, I would probably just say let the people represent themselves. But then again, because the elected officials throughout our history haven't really been super trustworthy. So to have blind faith on right. that is kind of, uh, it's not a good idea. I'll just, just keep it at that. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's, I, I, it's, I'm sorry, I can't no, I, I know. answer It's that. a very difficult question to answer. Yeah, because what I think know. and what happens are two different things. And um, yeah, it's, it's complicated because you don't know who to trust out there. Yeah. Any two cents? You guys just made another case for extremely limited leadership and, well, leadership is a good word, representation and individual. Individual having all the power. I mean, look, the government's here to stay. People that have offices need receptionists. They need assistance and other things. So bringing jobs to other people... It's such a helpful thing. And um, with the expansion... I'm not following. Sorry. <laughs> no, sarcasm, sarcasm. I'm not following. No, I'm being, I'm being sarcastic how it always continues to grow. And, oh, yeah. And it just... I don't know. It just, I, don't, I, I don't know. I think it would be really odd if... Because if I want to say... Did, didn't Trump say that he wasn't going to like hire as many? But I'm not sure about that. Like, when his first year? Federal hiring. Yeah, federal. Okay. And, like, I don't think there's ever going to be a really a time period where someone's going to be like, we're going to decrease the size of the government. So, I mean, every I, mean I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Like, so. every election, that's what, you know, uh, I guess on the conservative side, that's what they talk about, mm-hmm. reducing the size of government. No, no, I understand. It's just, like, but I just feel like... Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that, that would be something, like, it would be hard to, like, conduct because there's going to be a lot of people pushing back on it. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you let the free market decide that fucking receptionist job only exists if there's value in that receptionist, in that reception position, and if that business has enough enough capital to actually afford it, and otherwise it doesn't exist, and space for somebody else to step in. It's interesting, though, like, because... Jobs are created like that, where like, like for example, like a like a congressperson would have like an assistant to like book hotel rooms for various like meetings or something, and the time for someone to actually call and like do those hotel bookings, like that takes a lot of time away from someone. So like these guys will actually raise enough funding that they would actually pay someone, or or I don't know how it goes, but. They actually have a budget for someone like that. And I just think it's, right. it's like, interesting. Should, should they have the budget for something like mm-hmm. that? Is a question. Um, We're all paying for it. Right. Yeah, no, 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 no that's true. That's true. That's true. Because, I mean, you know, like, I don't know what they do on their daily basis, on a daily basis. So I can't just be like, yeah, they don't need it. But I'm pretty sure. <laughs> they can find like time I need to, a, I need an assistant. Come on, uh, I'm pretty sure they can find time to you know call and book a reservation themselves. It doesn't take. <laughs> and then they get a driver, right? And then they get a a meeting planner, <laughs> and then they get an assistant to the assistant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just no, no, no. That is true. I'm just saying, like what usually happens. I trust me. I agree with. Keep it as simple as possible, low as possible, but I'm just saying that's how the circumstances um, develop, as you may say. Any other topics, Carl? It's like an hour. 
Oh, I know he did a lot. I was like... There's no structure to that. It's all over the place. I don't even know how to... I would call this the what if episode. Just leave it jumbled? No, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't even know how to tell you to organize that. I say you should go about it with the social contract and tie things together. Um, you need an intro. Yeah, and I feel like that could be the shock value that creates people to listen to it. Like, why would someone talk about a social contract, but it's not even talking about a social contract? It's about establishing ideas that people can use so they can actually um, benefit in society because of the complications of this world. That's all it is. It's not like anything we're enforcing or anything. Just saying the rules. You want to do an intro? I could. Yeah, I feel like I need a disclaimer before people are like, yo, get this commie out of here. <laughs> you know, we don't need a disclaimer. We need a welcome. No, I'm joking. A welcome. Or we can just cut right into the raw conversation, do, which is... We're like, welcome to the Elephant in the Room podcast. Um, do I now to Ms. Aka? Because I'm not... That's his decision. Cause if, Why are you asking me? <laughs> I'm going to introduce you as... I'm going to introduce you as Big Dog. Be like, I want to hear my boy, Big Dog. And he'd be like, Roof, Roof. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? No, no, I can't. I, I can't. I, I can't. mean, this could be like the end takes. Are you still recording? Whatever. I think yeah. So, yeah. You're recording right now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What were you going to say? <laughs> so that could be like the end take. So after like the whole show, it's like, all right, well, uh, hey, well, we're gonna we'll, we'll see you, you uh, next week or whatever. And then as it's like slowly, <laughs> slowly going away, it's like, yeah. I'm gonna introduce you, uh, not as Aka, as Big Dog, and then you can go, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> and then it just cuts right there. 